This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, right. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Um, I was thinking I wanted to kind of get back to basics, um, really focus on some of the, the basic preps that people really need to be doing because so much, I mean, one, there's, there's new people who are getting into it and checking out the podcast and seeing different things. But also, I, I feel like every once in a while, you need to kind of go back and check your gear, check your stuff. Cause we get, you know, focused heavy in one area, we end up making certain things a priority and you just kind of get complacent, you know? I, I mean, I know like every year, you know, most companies will go back and do like a safety training or, you know, every once in a while you'll go to a new, uh, you know, class to update your abilities or they retrain on different things. I feel like you always need to kind of go back. That's part of being prepared is kind of revisiting the basic core fundamentals will end up, you know, kind of, you know, maybe you learn something new. Maybe you just kind of make things stronger, but you also realize where you lose sight of things. I think it's easy to let things get away from us. So I wanted to, I, I think, one of the most basic preps that somebody could do is like a get home bag for your car. And I think that, I mean, everybody, you always kind of have food in your house, some amount. I mean, you're not going to last weeks or whatever, unless you take some kind of preparedness action, but I feel like you have something, um, you either kind of have a gun or something or you don't, I mean, you know, but most people have some kind of plan for their security in general. 
But when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, especially if it's in a bad situation where you can't call AAA or, you know, just they're busy with everybody or the weather's bad or, you know, who knows? I I know I live in the country. If I can get phone service, um, I ended up calling to see if there was a tow truck available for somebody. And it was like, oh, three or four hours before somebody could get to you. And even something minimum like that, if you live in a hot climate or a cold climate, can be a real issue. So anyway, um, having like a basic like 72-hour bag. Now, 72 hours sounds extreme if you live in that nice like sheltered world where everything works. But if for whatever reason, you know, you were stranded and, and stuck out, it's really a a good essential basic prep. And I just kind of wanted to dig deep about, you know, what's in a a good get home bag, uh, what it means, what it should entail. Uh, Kevin, you had some ideas, right? Some different categories of of things we could kind of put in there or like what are the needs, I guess, what are the needs that we're trying to meet with a get home bag? Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing, like you were saying, one thing that's important about it is, is you got to pack it before you need it. You don't want to be running around uh, at the last minute trying to grab whatever you can to get in, get into a bag so you can, you know, or, you know, like you said, you're in, in your car and you're stuck. You're not going to be able to have access to all this stuff. You want to have this pre-made, you know, uh, set up, stocked and ready for use so that you're not running around like an idiot trying to, trying to, put stuff together at the last minute. And I think the main thing, you know, the, the main two stuff that you need in your, that I lose your bag. Right. The main two things you need are, are water and food. Right. So let's start with, with water. Um, I know a lot of you guys live in, in wetter climates um, where you can access water. That's not necessarily clean. So one of the things that I want to, uh, want to talk about for a minute is is the water purification tablets and the filters. Now, there's right. a lot of filters on the market. Some are designed for uh, like the Life Straw, which is designed just to you know single person really. You know, yeah. But there are some of the other filters that that you know are a little higher end that you can actually filter a lot of water pretty quickly. And those are yeah. really uh, a lot of those are really impressive how how well they work. Um, I know I've I've really sucked up some mud through those filters and filtered out some pretty decent water on the other side. You know, they're they're meant for durability. Sometimes you have to, you know, you have to replace filters in there. Um, some of them, you know, are just, you know, you can clean those filters and reuse them. Um, and that's all great. The other thing is is water purification tablets. Now that's designed for like a um, clean water like stream water that might have some bacteria and things like that in there. Um, so those are really good iodine tablets, things like that. Really lightweight. You can stick them in a little bag in this, you know, a little baggie inside your bag and, and, you know, forget about them until you need them. But uh, some of us uh, live in, in drier areas, you know, some of the guys I'm thinking about the guys in California, Arizona, New Mexico, um, Right there, it's really important to actually have the water because you might not be able to find, you know, water that you can clean and use. You're going to have to bring your own water. 
for guys like that, for people out in those kinds of climates, I'd recommend having a case of water in the trunk of your car. Just have it there so that, you know, you can pack as many in your bag. If you have to abandon your car, you can pack as many in your bag as you want. Um, you know, obviously when it comes to bags like this, you have to think about uh, the weight. You know, you don't want to be carrying, you know, they recommend that a gallon, you use that, have a gallon of water per day. That's three gallons of water for a 72 hour bag. And that's about 25 pounds right there, right off the bat, just in water. Right. So you want to be able to have access to as much water as you're going to need, but you might not necessarily want to have it all in your bag. Now, a bottle of water technically can be out of date, but really it's not going to be out of date. Unless you leave that bottle in your car, in your bag for such a long time, the plastic degrades and the water drains out of the plastic bottle, it's not going to go bad. So you can pack your bag with bottles of water and, you know, like one of those, what they say, uh, set and forget. You can stick the bottles of water in there and forget about it until you need it. That's not something you have to restock every six months and change out or whatever. But you want to have, when you're buying the bottles, you want to at least buy bottles that are have some sort of durability to them. You know, I know there are some water bottles that, that are the whole so bottle thin, will twist right. when you try and twist the cap off, you know? Right, um, right. You want something that's going to hold up a little bit. You don't want to, you know... try and be wringing out a pair of socks that were in your bag so you can get some water because your bottle broke open, you know, while you're walking. Um, So that's something to think about. The other thing that's tricky is, is food. Well, let me, let me back with water. So um, water bottles are great. And also the thing is like, I I know the, I I have a, uh, my, my get home bag. I have a bag with a, uh, a bladder in it to fill with water. Now I don't keep that bladder full of water because I I worry about one, it leaking Two, I worry about it. uh, But what you can do is, is have a a separate gallon of water. You know, again, this kind of depends on your climate and environment and you know, whatever, obviously if all your water bottles are going to freeze, you need to take that into account, you know, where you live or whatever you know, you need to be aware of what's in your bag. And I think that's one of the things, partly why I wanted to come back to this was people lose sight of what's in their bag. You know, who knows if it all, you know, it's tucked under a seat or something and those bags froze and the water bottles burst and they leaked all over and ruined everything in there. You know, you need to kind of go back and check on your gear every now and again. But the other thing with water is, they sell these uh, like Katadyne and, and some other companies uh, have the little hand pumps where you can filter the water. And that way you can refill several water bottles, which will allow you to carry a lot less. Again, unless you're in a co- climate, you know, in a desert climate where you're not going to be able to, you know, get more water and, and replace it. But, mm-hmm. um, and those places you do want several gallons and the thing is, you can decide based on the day, your situation, how far away you are from help, how much water you're going to leave in your car and not bother to carry because it's too much or how, you know, you can fill your supplies up to the max, you know, 
So that's something right. to be aware of, you know, based on your environment, you can change what you actually take. My, my get home bag is a little heavier than I would like to carry, but I like to think that I would pick and choose and kind of restock it before I left right. my vehicle. You know, I would say, all right, these are the things that are going to be relevant to me today in this situation rather than, mm -hmm. you know, that way I can determine my fate instead of not having something I might need. So just something to keep right. in mind, but yeah. You know, so besides All water, right. so, what, what uh, next area would you? Yeah, when it when it comes to when it comes to food, you know that's that can be a tricky one because some of the things will expire. Um, so you have to be conscientious yeah. of what you're picking to put in there. Uh, some of the good things that that hold up for a long time are the uh, you know like a dried trail mix. Now. You can go to the store and buy trail mix that like looks good. It's got like M&Ms and chocolate and shit in there. But that's not what you want. You want something that's going to hold up long term, something that's really dehydrated. You know, some of those uh, things with dehydrated fruits and stuff, they, they can last a while. Uh, nobody likes raisins, but, you know, it's uh, they're good for you. And they're good for they're good little bit of sugar to have with your trail mix. Right. Um but you want something that's gonna that's gonna hold up. You want something that's really dried out. You don't want something that's gonna that's gonna you know be rotten or disgusting when you go to open it up. Um, another good thing is is those uh, uh, dried granola bars, not the ones that taste good, the ones that are you know more like cardboardy and and shit like that. You know, right. dry is the focus on on those two things. Right. Uh, you want it dried, and you want so it's not gonna go bad. Right. right. I did. What I did was I went to like Gander and bought, uh, they have these and, and I'm sure they're on Amazon because everything's on Amazon. Right. Um, they have these like, uh, 24 hour, uh, food bricks where it's a dehydrated kind of, but it weighs almost nothing. And it's just, it it's, takes up so little space in the bag. Now I don't have that as my only food. It's just that it, it ends up being like 2,500 calories or something. And right. it's nice to have the simple, going to last forever calories. But then, like you said, then having some kind of, you know, granola bars, things like that, energy bars. One, something that can handle the heat because odds are right. you're probably leaving it in your car all year long. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have those days where, you know, you see the little puppies left in the car and whatever, right. and it gets hot in there. It does get hot in your car, even in some of the, you know, the cooler climates, you know, the more mild right. climates at times you want something that can survive that. But again, like the, the solid brick of food that's, you know, got like the 25 year shelf life. Yeah. You don't need to worry about that. That's going to be there and be good for forever. The other stuff you might want to replace every six months or once a year. You might want to go in and check on it. The reason I like the longer 24-hour in addition is that then I don't need to worry. Like I know that something's going to be good because you know time gets away from all of us. And that's, right. you know, that's why I wanted to talk about this stuff today. Like I was, you know, talking to Kevin last week and I was like, look, I think we should revisit a lot of the basics just because people, you forget about it. You know, you're like, oh, I made the bug out bag. It's good. 
But now all those granola bars, you're going to open it up and it's going to be powder and gross and, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. or something got in it. You know, that chipmunk that's been living under the hood of your truck, maybe found his way into your uh, get home bag, you know? So something to think about. Yeah. Now, speaking of chipmunks, another good thing uh, for, for the bug out bag is they have the individual servings of like peanut butter and things like that, cashew butter, things like that. That has a lot of uh, a lot of calories in it, even though it's a small, simple thing that you can stick in your bag. Um, they have those small packets of tuna and, uh, you know, canned tuna, canned uh, chicken, that sort of stuff. What do they call it? Potted meat, you know, yeah. um, that that sort of stuff will hold up for a long time. And it's it's great to throw it in there. Uh, nobody wants to eat just a can of of tuna without any tuna. anything right. in it, you know. But I mean, listen, I'm disgusted. But you mix that with some leaves. Come on. <laughs> You're good. You're good. I mean, don't be scared to be disgusting. Eat a can of yeah. uh, tuna fish plain. That's fine. You're not going to die. You know those, die. Uh, those mustard sardines that, that are in the back of the cabinet? <laughs> uh-huh. Today is your yeah. day. That's where, the where day. one day you're in the grocery store and you're like, yeah, maybe one day. I don't know what mm-hmm. goes through somebody's head when you, I don't know. I like used to occasionally have the, the like Louisiana hot sauce uh, sardines. And I think what goes through my head is like, well, if I ate that, I probably wouldn't want to eat anything else for another six or seven hours. It's kind of like a diet food, you know? Right. Cause right. you're like, yeah, so you use that. And like- then you're just kind of like, nah, I don't really need anything else now. How hungry, how, how hungry am I? Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's how it goes sometimes. But, mm-hmm. you know, so think about the food that you put in there and, you know, how it's going to last and, and keep. But Right, right. Now, um, now we've touched on this already a, a couple of times, talking about the different types of climates you're going to be in. If you're up north, you might have summer, you might have winter. You know, if you're down yeah. south, it might be, you know, real rainy. It might be uh, real dry. You might be someplace where it's, you know, 90 degrees and, and sunshine and nonstop. So let's talk about food. Uh, uh, sorry. Let's talk about uh, clothing. Um, it's going to really depend on your environment. Uh, I have, what I keep in mind is, is specifically socks, gloves, and a waterproof jacket. Now, um, what I do with my, with mine is I take a gallon uh, Ziploc bag and I have a couple of sets where I have one pair of socks, one pair of underwear, and a T-shirt. And I put them all in the Ziploc bag, and then that's that's it, man. That's like a full change. I wear my pants from yesterday, but I've got a full, you know, full change of clothes there. If I get soaking wet, or if you know, if it's uh really cold, I can double up on those things. But right, you know, or you know, swap them out. Nobody wants to have wet feet. That's that's not not a good situation to be in, you know. And if you can swap out your socks, you're you're, you know, you're you're and ahead that's of the, the thing. game right there. Like if your job or even your lifestyle has you wearing like dress shoes most of the time, or you know, especially right. I know women have some less functional shoes that they end up wearing, you know, to fit into the societal norms. You know, like you might have your high heels or you know, whatever kind of dressier work shoes. And honestly, the the shoes that I'm wearing with a suit are not something that I'd want to have to walk 10 miles in. So 
if that's your norm, having a pair of sneakers in there or some kind of hiking boots would be a great idea. Or also if you're in a winter climate, you know, maybe the sneakers might not even be right. Maybe you need the pair of boots or something like that. You know, imagine if you're in dress shoes, you go to the Christmas Eve church service and it's snowy and cold out and you're rocking the suit and the dress shoes. You're not a happy guy. If you're something breaks down in the field on the way home and you got to walk five miles, you know, up the road in the snowy, icy right. condition. You know, that's going to be a shitty time. You're going to, mm-hmm. you know, in your mind, you're saying, damn, it couldn't have been worse, you know? Right. So having the extra pair of shoes, I mean, honestly, even having sneakers over dress shoes at that point is going to be a big win. So right, just right. be aware and don't throw the pair that are like, so uncomfortable that you stopped wearing them or, you know, they didn't really fit right. So, Hey, those will be good to leave in the car. That's not really the answer. You want something like, I know that I end up with shoes that they might still be comfortable, but they haven't, um, you know, they haven't, uh, they don't look as nice anymore and they're kind of ugly and you don't want to wear them into town. Those yeah, might be all right, you know. Those yeah. would be great for that, but don't go with the uh, oh well. These are completely shot and they hurt my feet when I wear them. Yeah, exactly. that's not gonna you know that's not gonna help anybody. Right now, one other thing. Well, well, we're touching on the cold weather. I'd like to you know just just mention that a good pair of gloves, not easy to find, but worthwhile. A good pair of gloves and a, and a wool hat are, you know, lifesavers when it comes to cold weather. Um, I know. But another thing I'm going to in here. Go ahead. Yeah. I was saying when I met my wife, um, she had uh, the younger, two younger girls, and uh, she always used to keep a comforter in the back of her car because she's like, you never know, you know, Mm -hmm. when the car is going to break down and we're going to be stuck and all, you know, shivering together and something like that. No, you probably wouldn't want to like, Hey, Oh, now I'm walking home. I'm going to carry this extra giant comforter, but having something to get warm. If you live in that climate in the colder months, not really a bad idea, you know? So, right. Yeah. Now one thing I'm going to throw in here with, with clothes, um, is, is sunscreen. Uh, you can always take clothes off if it's too hot. But if you're out in the sun for a couple hours, especially if you're out, you know, during the dead, of, you know, dead of summer, um, you're going to you're going to roast yourself if you're not careful. Yeah. So it's a great, you know, a great thing to have for protection, especially if you live in a sunnier area, you know, a drier area, you know, someplace where it's not cloudy most of the time. It's it's a good thing to have in there. Uh, just right. a little thing what of I, sunscreen to keep yourself from from right. turning beet red. And, and, you know, it's a good way to get to add on to uh heat stroke, you know, is, is that sun exposure. Right. What I did is I actually found, uh, cause I live in, in such a hot climate. I found, uh, like their deodorant stick, like sunblock. Mm-hmm. So I just don't have to worry about it in the bag. That's what I'm right. kind of getting at. Like one, I don't like the, uh, aerosol containers just with the heat. Right. And, you know, and, and it just, I don't have to worry about something spilling or leaking. Although I guess it's possible that they could melt in the heat if I had my bag sitting on the dashboard or something. Mm-hmm. But 
something right. to keep in mind there. Uh, another thing you want to have in there is first aid. Now there's two ways you can go on this. And that's one I have, I think I bought like a $15 basic first aid kit that I bought one and then ended up really liking it. And then I bought one for every vehicle I own that is your basic day-to-day first aid. I'm talking about like your triple antibiotic, your your band-aids, your, you know, all the little nonsense stuff, your cleaned like wound dressing kind of things. But this fits in a tiny bag that I actually ended up throwing in with the uh, the spare tire. You know, like I put it in there so it's just there. You know, if you, you have one of these cars with a hundred pockets every other place, you know, one of my trucks, it's in my truck, it, it's there. You know, it, it's in one of these pockets or compartments. But, you know, with the car where I have tight space and limited what I can have in there, I just threw it in with the tire thing. So it's always there because a little cut isn't a big deal, but it is when you can't put something on it. And just that comes up. That and the bottled water, bottled water ends up coming into play so often, especially when you have younger kids. Um, mm-hmm. Having, you know, Band-Aids, having the water, you know, oh, we went on a hike and yeah, it turns out, I thought it was a great idea to go on a four mile hike, but I didn't drink any water since yesterday. All of a sudden your mm-hmm. kids are like dying of thirst and oh, I'm going to faint. Right. I can't go on. And that's happened to me so many times that right. let me just tell you, I, not where I've been in that position. I mean, my kids have, you know, dropped that on me and I'm right. like, all right, stop. We'll, we'll just deal with it. So you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So that first aid kit for your little go-to. Now, also, I keep it actually strapped to the outside of my get-home bag, but I have a trauma bag. Now, that's a little mm-hmm. different because um, I have some training and whatever. But if you know how to go in and, and you know, really treat somebody with a, a trauma wound, um, we're talking about tourniquets and quick clot and this kind of stuff is really bandages. Um, having a trauma bag accessible, you never know when you're going to come up on the car crash or whatever. But it's also great something to have for your get home bag, you know, all the time anyway to, you know, get you where you need to go. You never know what life's going to bring at you. You really, I, I find I have a trauma bag in my car, by my barn. You know, each of the places where it might come up because stopping bleeding can be a big game changer, you know, for people. Right. So definitely don't skip on the first aid and realize that a trauma bag is not a regular first aid kit. If you have a cut and need that triple antibiotic and a Band-Aid, the trauma bag probably isn't where you're going on that. Uh The trauma bag is immediate stopping and just something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk real quick about temporary shelters. Um, typically if you're, you know, if you're stranded with your vehicle, you're not going to need a temporary shelter situation, but if you're leaving your car and you've got a, a long ways to go, it, it, the, the amount of weight and space, a, a 10 foot by 10 foot tarp takes up is almost yes. zero. You know, it's, right. it's, it's 
hardly even worth worth thinking about it. Just just pick one up at the hardware store and stick it in your bag and forget about it until you need it because you might need it and it's great to have when you do. Especially um, for a short term shelter, it doesn't need to be that right. you know that durable mm-hmm. and sturdy. You know, something that's going to last right. you a week. You can have some really small, lightweight gear. And again, it's all relative to how much money you want to spend to how small and how lightweight and how quality you can get, you know? I mean, honestly, if you you buy a couple of dollar tarps, you can do it because they make the Mm. little small, but realize they're small, you know? Kind of find the, maybe, maybe find the $3 bigger option. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, if you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you a hard time if you go to Walmart and get the uh, thirty dollar two man tent and stick it in there either. You know, there's nothing wrong right. with that. Having something that you can pop up real quick that you can get inside if uh, you know if it's you're you find yourself outside in a in a downpour or at least something that's looking like it's gonna be a downpour. Um, but again, it's having some it's nice to have and some tarps though is a big is a big help. Right, and it's nice to have options. That's the thing. Like I said, you don't have to hike home with a bag with the kitchen sink in there. But it's nice to be able to be like, hey, look, it's going to pour for the next day and we're going to be hiking for two days. Let's, you know, let's take the rain gear. Let's take the tent. You know, these are the things that maybe they're too big for, you know, but they might be the key thing that's going to help you. Um, Again, if everybody's abandoning their vehicle, you might be able to stop in a car all the way home and find shelter. You know, oh, here's another abandoned car on the side of the road. Let's camp out here. Um, right. I know a lot of people like to go to 18-wheeler cabs and are like, hey. But, you know, you look for the right thing. Yeah. All right. Kevin's about, more of a minivan guy. Hygiene? <laughs> yeah. I've never been so, a minivan guy. What, what it comes down to uh, is toilet paper is what you're telling me. Toilet paper, you want to wipe your ass. Everybody can wipe their ass with a leaf. Everybody's done that. Nobody likes to do that. Toilet paper is perfectly designed for your butthole. Stick with the toilet paper. Doesn't take up much space. You don't have to take a full roll, you know? Doesn't take up much space. Um, But keeping your asshole clean, big deal. That makes Um, a a way more comfortable hike when your bunghole is clean. That's right. That's right. One of the, some of the things I have in there is a small bar of soap, um, some hand sanitizer, uh, toothbrush and rubbing alcohol. Now, maybe, maybe you guys don't mind going a couple of days without brushing your teeth. Maybe it's not a big deal for you. Me personally grosses me the fuck out when I wake up in the morning, my mouth's all, you know, all funky tasting and, and smelling nasty. First thing I do is, is brush and, and it doesn't hurt to brush your teeth after lunch too. You know what I mean? What? Two uh, times. Take care of. Take well, wait, care of your you're teeth. brushing them at night too. Three times. Three times that's right. today. Ooh, ooh. Uh-huh. I used to hear that in when I was a kid, but I thought that was like a myth that parents tell their kids. To, uh, <laughs> I kind of go with once every three weeks, whether or not. <laughs> once every three weeks, whether I need it or not, you know. Hmm. Yeah, All right. Um, you got anything else for, for hygiene stuff? Some basic hygiene things you like to keep in your Um, Like I said, your, I like the first aid kit. I like in my trauma bag, I have a pair of nitrile gloves. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, honestly, a bar of soap would not be a bad idea to throw in there. You know, they don't, they last forever. 
Um, Irish spring, if you smell like a fresh Irish morning, you're down way more likely to get apocalypse girls on your hike home. I mean, I know that's a thing. They like the guy that smells fresh. And you're like, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. I have a bar of soap. Right there, that's like the lure right. that you there know you, you might be able to, you know, win the ladies over. So I'm just saying something to think about. Um, you know, hey, yeah. to each his own, right? Yeah. Now, all right. Up next, I've got the my favorite part and yours: lights and fire. Now, oh, any, fire! Anybody worth their salt when it comes to to stocking a, a 72 hour bag? knows about flashlights and getting the flashlights together. So you want something yes. with a high, uh, you know, a high, what do they call it? Candle. Uh, yeah. Candle candle power. Water. It's a lot of um, lumens. Lumens are what excite lumens, people. There you go. And then, yeah. yes, you always see uh-huh. the thousand candle watt power floodlights and whatever. Right. Um, right. Right. So, so I go the, with the, Go ahead. I go with a with a headlamp and a flashlight. I actually have two headlamps and a flashlight. Um, now, this is something you want to keep towards the top of your bag because you're going to have to, you know, keep track of the battery power in, in yes. those. You know, with being turned off in your bag, those batteries are going to last a long time. But sometimes your bag gets bumped around and the light actually turns on and just drains those batteries right down. By the time you need it, there's nothing left but- in there. I've had the occasional, like I have some scopes that have batteries. If I, they go through extreme temperature changes, like things might in your car or are exposed Mm -hmm. to different elements, the batteries can kind of like explode, you know, where they leak and get all that corrosion and they just become worthless. Uh So checking them at least once a year, I would actually replace the batteries um, on something Mm -hmm. like that. But again, it's, that's the thing. Let's go back and revisit your bag. Just empty it out. Hey, let's check the batteries. Let's swap out the water bottles with some other ones I have. Let's freshen up those granola bars and throw in new ones. You know, going through and doing these basic checks. But like you said, I have um, these uh, really cool little lights that just clip onto like the zippers of my bags that are the little press lights where you just push the button and it lights up. I have small LED lights like that, that I think you can buy like 10 for like four bucks on Amazon or something. But those I have on the outside of my bag and I just ended up, you know, I bought the 10 or whatever and every bag for every vehicle, I just threw one, you know, here and there. So again, that helps you find your gear. And it also makes it that you're not using the big bright light that, Hey, look at me. I'm, you know, way over here with, I have supplies, you know, you don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. So then inside again, an outside pocket is usually a, a great place, but I go to the headlamp as kind of my first choice. Uh, it really can be effective. Almost all of them are now where you can switch between red light and white light. Um, I know being in the Navy, uh, having the red light option was a big thing. Uh, It does not draw as much attention. Um, You really can be a lot more low profile, you know, than going through the woods with the big white, you know, thousand lumen flashlight. If you have like a a red, you know, headlamp, not so bad. You're able to get away with a lot more. So that's something 
that really will help out. And then I do have something that's brighter and, and more substantial. Um, those are, are kind of nice, you know, with the more combat lights kind of thing. Those are nice where, you know, you can shine it in somebody's eyes and kind of thing and be like, hey, what's going on? Where you kind of control the situation instead of them. You know, it turns the tables a little bit. Um, you know, I know Kevin probably has some night vision in his get home bag because, you know, who doesn't? But, you know, that, that might be something cool you want to throw in there. Um, but, yeah. no. And then I know you said next is uh, fire. Uh, everybody's got, you know, your couple lighters in the bag. I know you'd mentioned Mm -hmm. in the last episode that, you know, throwing a lighter here and there, every time you go to the grocery store, throwing that into the bag is not going to hurt anything. So, you know, that might be something you guys want to do. Uh, I do have, I think some waterproof matches in a can, but the lighter kind of does cover that. Um, obviously, you know, knowing how to start fires other ways, having some flint and steel kind of thing happening. Um, again, if you could throw a lighter and flint and steel, whatever, uh, I don't know what else you got on fire. Is that pretty much where you're going to go with that? Or, uh, some cotton, uh, with Vaseline. Yeah, there, there, there is, you know, uh, the, the chance that your bag is going to be completely drenched. And a yes. completely drenched lighter is going to not light until it dries out entirely, which could be a couple hours. So like you mentioned, having some flint and steel or having some waterproof matches in there, um, you know, that'll, that'll help. That'll, that'll cover that eventuality, right? You know, cover, cover, right. what are they, you know, what you want a redundancy for everything you have. You right. want, but you the want lighter is the minimum. As much as you can. Right. Yeah. And like you said, you can get you can get a you know a thing of five bic lighters for six bucks and and have it you know in different. I try and have one in all the different pouches in my bag, so I'm not searching for it. Just like the headlamp, you want it on the outside of your bag, somewhere easily accessible. Because when you're looking for shit, you first thing you want is a, a flashlight to see what you're looking for. Right. Um, so that really covers the uh, the fire starting stuff. Um, and the uh, the lights. Did he have anything else on either of those? Not on that topic. Um, the next thing I always keep a nice folding knife. Uh, always seems like a great go-to. Um, I have like an old school buck, you know, it's got serrated and sharp. Uh, it really kind of is my go-to, you know, knife for something small and, and just useful, like as a camping knife, you know, um, I know if I'm going out on an adventure in the woods, uh, I, I honestly have this Gerber hunting knife that has like a little fillet knife and then kind of a skinner that it's kind of mm-hmm. nice as a fighting knife. It it just all around that I like, but yeah. you know, a, a little folding knife in there that's, you know, a decent size is definitely a great go-to something to think about. Yeah. Along with that folding knife, I'd say, you know, there's a couple other little tools that you might want to throw in there. Uh, like like a multi-tool. I know you carry one of those most of the time, don't you? Yes. Uh, yep. One of those multi-tools can come in handy, you know, especially with all the little tools that, that can come with it. The, uh, you know, the the Phillips and, and flathead screwdriver, little pliers, the knife that, you know, there's a couple of things in there that can come in, come in handy when you're trying to get something together or take something apart. And um, having one of those, throwing it in the, in the bag, is going to be a big help. If you need it, you're going to realize how how useful it is when you're able to pull it out. Um, 
Right. Another thing with the multi-tool along with the multi-tool and the knife is the, uh, is a little bit of a paracord. Um, it doesn't take up much space. You can have it. It's, it's great for building a, um, building a shelter or, uh, um, you know, it's got a million and one uses. And it, like I said, it doesn't take up much space and it doesn't weigh much. And you can get a good bit of, uh, of paracord for, you know, small amount of money. Yeah. Um, other things I like to keep in my, in my bag, uh, tool wise, I like to keep like a black Sharpie, you know, so I can mark things as I'm, as I'm going. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd like to, like to have a little, uh, little toolkit, you know, uh, that, that multi-tool is great, you know, covers a lot of bases, but you also have to think about your environment, what you're going to be doing. Generally speaking, I carry a toolbox in my vehicle just in case I'm someplace and I need to do some work on something or, uh, I need to do some work on my vehicle itself. Yeah. Um, almost all my vehicles I, I usually have, and that's, I think we can expand for a second on your vehicle too. I always keep, uh, just a, a flat and a Phillips screwdriver and, uh, at a minimum, like some of my lesser prepared vehicles, I have a flat, a Phillip and a cr- small crescent wrench. And, you know, cause just that, and every one of my vehicles has a Leatherman uh, multi-tool and that's just, those are the basics in everything. Um, and then, you know, like a truck or something, you'll actually, my trucks, you'll find a socket set and some other stuff, but that's just cause I'm kind of always somewhere. I want to do a job. That's more my lifestyle and things I'm doing where I like to be prepared, but minimum screwdriver, uh, you know, both screwdrivers and a crescent wrench really will help get you where you need to be. Right. So that's yeah. something you need now, to think about. Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, jumper cables, all your vehicles oh, right. yep. need a decent set of heavy gauge jumper cables. This isn't your get home bag, but I figure if we're covering the vehicle and being out, um, yeah. I've gotten to the, just as an old man, kind of I know what things come up in my life and I've gotten to the ridiculous level of preparedness and so with that like it it gets beyond like now I'm like all right well you know I like to have a trailer at home in case one of my cars break down I can go out and tow that car home you know that's that's the ridiculous level of preparedness that you get to uh now I'm like oh well now that I got the trailer I need a winch on the trailer Cause it'd be a lot easier if I could just pull it up. And obviously if I need a winch, that means I need to run some heavy gauge wire from my battery to the back of my truck. So I can just plug the winch in and not have to worry about, you know, winch power and not just work off the trailer battery. And it just kind of escalates, you know, it kind of, the level of preparedness can get away from you, but you know, (laughs) Hey, at least I'm ready. Right. 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 Uh, one last thing that I, I think that, uh, gets overlooked a lot in the get home bags is, uh, yeah. basic navigation. Um, yeah. A, a local map and a compass will go a long ways because maybe the fastest way to drive someplace is not necessarily the fastest way to walk. That's this way to walk. Right now, right. a lot of them, uh, you can buy the, the trail, like for the hunters. Uh, I know we have like. I know when I was in New York, I had an Eastern New York 
like trail and hunting map, trail and stream map, maybe right. it said. And it was like 20 bucks. And I think I had bought it at like uh gander or one of those, you know, they carry for the local fishermen and that kind of, you know, or hunters and that had all kinds of great stuff in my bag right now. I haven't actually found a local map where I am uh, like that, but I have a Ram McNally Atlas in my bag that covers the United States and it's the big book. Now, again, if I find myself in a situation where I'm going to be hiking across half the state and whatever, I'm probably going to rip out those pages and take them with me. I'm not carrying that whole heavy, stupid Atlas, but wherever I am, I'm going to have the right thing or the ones that are going to be in my journey, you know, where I'm going. That's a great idea. The GPS. Yeah. It's awesome. If you got the extra money to throw it in there. Uh, Most of us do have that kind of thing on our phone anymore. Right. So, right. You know, again, can you buy better quality navigation equipment that will work if cell towers don't work? Yes. Again, that's your budget though. You decide, you know, what Mm -hmm. level of preparedness, you know, your, your dollars can afford you, but definitely have a compass, definitely have a map. Usually have a pretty good understanding when I go somewhere, I plan out a route. I come up with a plan of, Hey, this is the best way. Again, do I know every back road and trail if, you know, the highway wasn't working? Of course not. I'm not, you know, at that level, but you know, cause again, certain things can only consume you. You need to prepare your life to deal with situations as they come up, but going through spending the time, pull your bag out, go through it, look at the inventory, one, familiarize yourself with where everything is in it so you can get to things quickly. And just knowing what's in there makes a big difference. Um, I'd say it was probably like a month and a half, two months ago, I pulled out the bag and went through you know, everything. One, check on the inventory, check on the freshness of everything. And two, Hey, I didn't even realize I had this in there. That's cool. You know, this is something, another option I have available to me, you know? So something to think about that when you get familiar and go with it. So nothing wrong with going back. And the upside, I also like to think that everybody has, it would be nice if you had some kind of everyday carry weapon that you kept in your car. That's a great asset to a get home bag. It makes a big difference in you being able to get home in a really bad situation. So just another thing to be aware of. Again, maybe if I don't have that available to me, I carry a better knife. Um, I I know my kids who, who don't have firearms with them everywhere they go. They carry pepper spray and that kind of thing. Um, even in communist states like New York, I know if I went to the gun store, I could get pepper spray. I just had to fill out a paper (coughs) that basically said I bought pepper spray, you know, that kind of thing. You just got to take some steps, but again, use what's available to you. You know, if you, like I said, it's not, if you're in New York city and you really have a damn near impossible time to get a firearm, then Maybe you need, you know, to think of something else, you know, maybe the knife that's legal, you know, you know, cause right. you might say, well, in New York, I can't have double edged knives and I can't have this and no mm-hmm. butterfly knife. Cause that's the most effective fighting weapon right. I've ever seen, <laughs> right. at least according to every eighties movie. Right. Right. So exactly. with butterfly that, knives and nunchucks and, and <laughs> right. The nunchucks. 
Right. And I think nunchucks now are legal in New York. They are. They finally, said, yeah. you know, we haven't had that many nunchuck attacks. Maybe we just say, you know, it's not really that big of a problem. Yeah, the so, truth is, the know. reason it was originally outlawed in New York was because of kung fu movies. Movies, not things happening, but people saw movies and were like, holy shit. Oh, shit. Bruce Lee fucked up. <laughs> that's like a 10 real threat out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real threat out there. He's right. knocking the pistols right out of people's hands. So, you know, that that's something you need to worry about. But, all right, that's what I got. I mean, just go through your stuff. It, it's time to inventory. It's time to, you know, make sure everything is as it should be. Because too often things get away from us. We We live a lifestyle of preparedness. We have all these things going on. And then you find where you made a stupid mistake. You know, I talk about, oh, you know, when my well shuts off, oh, how much water did I really have set aside to, you know, deal with that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, my car broke down and I didn't have the jumper cables because I pulled it out to work on that other car and I didn't, you know, get them back. I pulled out the tire iron for something else and I didn't put it back. Go through your stuff every once in a while and get familiar with what's there, where it is, what condition it's in. And, you know, make sure you're moving in the right direction. So with that, um, you have ideas, concerns, things that are, you know, basic preps or even other ideas you think we should be talking about. Shoot us an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com. You enjoyed the show and enjoy, uh, you know, checking us out. You can uh, support us by uh, subscribing at patreon.com slant preppingbadass. Otherwise, maybe hang out with us on the Facebook group. There's a Facebook page also. Uh, Just search uh, Prepping Badass. And with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. (laughs) 